0: from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. It's Advice from a Dipshit with Matt Bronger. Hey, welcome to Advice from a Dipshit with Matt Bronger. Uh, with me as always is Amanda. And um, thanks for the positive reviews uh, just to kick it off. Um, we're in a, in a period of, of transition. A lot of things happening. Uh, but we're, we're looking to grow. So let your friends know about the about the podcast, and uh, please just give us nice reviews and uh, put us on social media and all that jazz. Because we're getting the word out, we really are. But it's uh, it's one of those things where we're I'm just letting you guys in here. We are uh, growing huge, but we're we're uh, basically not getting the coverage we think we deserve.
1: I guess yeah, is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Like it's weird. I'll, like everybody is like you are all of you am might say you are the listener you're great and like loyal and out there and super awesome um but there's just a certain threshold podcasts need to cross to then have money to be able to like grow out and do the ideas that we have like the yeah. stuff that we want to ha- like cuz we here the thing is we really want to tour with this mm. and we really want to be out there and like meeting and all you like, right. Yeah. I mean, Sally yeah, came and, out and it was amazing. Yeah, and Other people have come out. It's been amazing. like, like man, you know, and, and we're just,
0: uh, and that doesn't happen to get a certain amount of followers. And we have the highest retention rate of almost any podcast. People find us and stay with us and we grow every single episode. And we've shown people at, uh, the other platforms we're on, you know, like Spotify and yeah. they've looked and been like, Holy shit. You guys are just, your growth is insane. But to get the word out about about that is has been has been a little tricky. So look, we're not asking you to carry any of the weight. You're doing enough just listening to this right now. If you don't want to tell anyone, fucking fine. But if any of you uh, want to get the word out with us, please do. Just yeah. want to send that out to yeah. you and say um, thanks very much. Uh, I had a bit of an anxiety moment yesterday where a couple of the neighbors' kids were throwing a baseball around and hitting it, and I was like, if "That goes through my window. I'm an." And then I was like, "Oh fuck, I'm an old man." All oh of a my sudden. God when the ball go when the when the when the when the when the the, the, the ball goes through your window yeah, 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 that's yeah. it that's it for you that you your, get curmudgeon. get off my lawn that's that's who you are um but uh uh also uh i have have been traveling around a lot oh I, i've got dates coming up uh Syracuse this weekend Syracuse Funny Bone uh the 13th the 15th and next weekend is uh the Dayton Ohio Funny Bone uh, I believe the 20th 1st to the 23rd, if I'm not mistaken. Anyway, it's on mattbronger.com. Uh, and that those are those are the last two dates before I go on vacation. I don't have anything until August. Uh, there will be more dates added. As always, if you uh, want me to come to where you are, tell your local joint, or reach out to my reps and um, make a request, I will go pretty much anywhere besides North Korea. And we're trying to work that out. Work that out. <laughs> I've been to South. I, I, I was in have South you? Korea. Yeah, like t- 2013, I played South Korea. Um, <laughs> that caught, that blindsided me bad. That was yeah.
1: except for North Korea, and I was like, oh, uh. oh,
0: that's why, <laughs> that's why. Yeah, like that's the only place. There's so many other places <laughs> I won't go. Um, uh. But uh, uh, yeah, we're chugging right along, and um, uh, things things are great. Thanks for all the fantastic calls, and um,
1: oh, such good calls. Yeah,
0: let's roll the first one. Okay.
2: Hey, Matt. Uh, my name's Albert, and uh, well, I'm about to start a new job as a manager, and I'm going to be the youngest one out of the whole department, and it's just really worrying me, and I'm kind of nervous and wanting to back out out of it, <laughs> but I can't now because I already agreed to it. Um, I'm married. I have two kids. Wow. A two-year-old little boy and a three-year-old little girl.
0: Congrats.
2: And if I keep this job, I can get uh, help. I can save up for a house and everything. And I don't know if I want to
0: be...
2: Fuck. Okay. It's all right. I, I don't want this job but I feel like I already made a commitment to it
0: mm-hmm.
2: and it's going to help my family. Yep. I don't know what I want to do yet, but I know it's not this. Yeah. And I just, I don't know what to do. So if you can help me, that'd be great, man. I appreciate it. You and Kyle Kinane are my favorite comedians. So, uh, thank you for, for listening. I appreciate it.
0: Wow. Thank you, man. Kyle sucks. Oh um, no, <laughs> Uh no I appreciate it man. Oh and, and Albert, yeah oh, Albert, you sound so young man, and to have uh two kids and a wife is congratulations. That's huge. Um, or maybe it's just your voice that sounds young, and also because you said you're the youngest person at the job. Right, I'll just give you my advice right off the bat. Keep the job for now. You can always quit it down the line. Make that dough. Figure out what you want to do. Talk with your wife. Talk about what your dreams are, her dreams are, and uh figure out what's what's next. Look man, when my uh. My, when my parents first had me, they were, you know, they've always, they were, they were teachers, but they were struggling teachers and they were in positions they didn't necessarily want. And they, they, they kind of were like, all right, well, let's, let's get this kid fed and work these jobs. And, um, you know, I think my, my mom, uh, worked at, clerked at like IBM, which she just hated, but she had a new baby and, uh, was like, well, let me just do this for now. And as, as to, to quote, to quote Je- Queen Jane Bronger, um, <laughs> "Life is long, and you are young, and you have a wife, and you have two young kids. So don't put all this dumb weight on on your on yourself about oh, uh, uh, I don't want this job. Should I take? Should I stick with? You already said yes. Uh, don't go back on your word. Don't do not for a second let the fact that other people there are older." fuck with you right before don't let it fuck with you before it's actually before don't fuck with yourself until you're being fucked with or at least don't fuck with yourself before you're being fucked with you might show up and everyone's like hey it's it's our it's our manager the kid you know they rib you or whatever and that's who cares whatever and they might be assholes but maybe they won't be assholes maybe they'll just be whatever this is the new manager let's let's roll with it Uh, I think you are defeating yourself before you even walk in the door. And don't do that. Just go in there knowing at any moment you can walk out the door. (laughs) Look at it this way. You don't have a job right now. You're starting this new job. And uh, it, it might go great. You might love it. And you might hate it, but even if you hate it, stick with it for a little bit until you figure out what's next and what you want to do. That's, that's my advice to you. You you just sound really down, man. And it's not the end of the world. I think what it is, is you're very young. And when you're very young, you blow things out of proportion often. Uh, and, and, um, I know I did. You overthink things and you kind of kill yourself in your own head before anything's even happened. So I, I've had, I've had younger people that were my bosses and it didn't, Maybe it's just me, but like that's back when I was a waiter. I didn't really give a fuck. Mm, You know what I mean? And, And also, being a manager, it's not the most enviable position. It's a tough job, man. And I think in a lot of ways, I hate to say it, they might feel sorry for you. They might be like, boy, I would never take that job. And at the same time, fuck them. Because I know guys who were bartenders and became managers for their families, and actually ended up really digging it and working at a bunch of different restaurants and going to higher and higher positions, because because they were easygoing dudes and chicks that got along with people and knew how to kind of one one way to you know lead is to just be fucking chill. Mm-hmm. Don't don't yep. don't act like you have to be the the don't you're, you're no manager. The the old trope is like there's that movie Waiting that I think is very funny. But and it's about waiting tables and it's, it, it stars, uh, you know, a younger Ryan Reynolds, who we all love. Oh, yeah. But uh, he, you know, David Koechner, who is a friend of mine, name drop, he played the manager on that show and it's about a restaurant. And he's like this giddy, like, great thing about being a manager, you tell people what to do, they have to do it. And it's like, no one, I've known a couple managers like that and they're fucking twats. You don't yeah. seem like a twat, dude. Don't
1: be a twat Don't manager. Don't be a twat
0: because you're not. I think you'll be great. You kind of go in there. You sound like you're going to work hard. You're going to show up on time, and you're going to do your job. It, you're not going in there going, uh, oh, they better do what I say. I'm really excited about throwing my my weight around and taking out the, the times people were shady to me. I'm going to be shitty to them. You'll probably be great, dude. You'll probably be amazing at it. So just do it for now, even though it isn't your, your, your dream. Everybody works shit jobs. Yes. Uh, off off the bat. So that's my advice to you. And and more than that, the big picture is just uh just don't don't be so hard on yourself, man. You're doing amazing things. Wow. You know what I mean? I
1: have nothing to add to that. That okay. was flawless. <laughs> I just that I, was- I really, I, like, I, I really like I really like Albert. Like your flavor, Flav just now, where I was like, yeah, yeah, uh, that's, that's it. cool. Yeah, you're my Don't hype man. A twat. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I felt like just now.
0: Well, because it's like I just I it just hit me where I was like, man, I remember those days where I was just I've never thought about the different restaurant managers I've had uh-huh. uh, until like now, where I'm like, there were ones that were for the most part they were they were fine. Mm-hmm. There were ones that were super. I really look and I go, I wonder what Tim's doing these days, you know? Uh, um, And there are ones that are just like, well, I'm glad I won't see that person again. And even the ones that drove me nuts, certain ones that drove me nuts, it's like, oh, I knew... The psychology behind why that guy was kind of right. an asshole. Yeah, and it was yeah. like, oh, because there's, you know, there's those guys that you're like, oh, you've like never had a real girlfriend, have you? Oh, and you try God, to yeah. try to yeah, kind of act yeah. like you're, you know, like, look, people are going to be shitty to me. So I'm going to be shitty to them. Right. You know, yeah, And I'm just yeah. like, I'm just like, Albert, you sound like a great manager. He
1: sounds really, really sweet. Yeah. I remember the last job I had before, because, because the last job I had before I gave it all up and like... Moved to LA and did radio and now podcasting, right? I was like a, I was like a, I was like a chief, I was like a COO. I was like an op, operations and oh, yeah. I had to hire my, an entire middle management. Wow. Right? And, like, so you really, like, see those douches. Yeah. (laughs) That stuff comes through. That is real. It does. You know? like, oh, I'm like, can I please have, like, people who are just, who are going to understand that my staff are humans. Yeah. (laughs) And are going to have human problems and human whatever, and we'll just try to find solutions rather than, like, turn to fascism. (laughs) And
0: the wild thing is the guy I'm talking about who is that, like, kind of insecure and stuff, and he, I remember he had a... (laughs) My, my buddy and I, who I waited tables with, we're, we're, we used to make fun of him. But like, you know, I waited tables with some of the most funny, interesting people I've ever known in mm-hmm. Chicago. They hired this, like Rock Bottom Brewery, for some reason, hired these people that were like really easy to get along with. Cool. They all had stuff going on in their lives. But like this dude would like, he would, he, first off, he had a, he got a, he got a purple Harley Davidson that was of course stolen. And he was he would like oh, wow. he was getting moved to like another division of the he was going to take over a bunch more restaurants and he was like talking about this house he was buying it was like super braggy and the running joke we had was like he's like in the kitchen like talking to people and just, he keeps walking around the restaurant telling people so it's like six bedrooms wait does that guy that guy does he speak english he doesn't can you translate this while i'm talking <laughs> so it's got five <laughs> garages and you know like <laughs> like he wants an He wants to brag in every language, so like I love that. So it was like, and he was just he was just so, but you could see through him. Where you're just like, oh man, and like I, I, it's like I'm trying to reach you, dude. And I remember that specifically, dude said to me once, pulled me aside. He's like, he's like, you would make a great manager if you ever want to do the program. And in my head, I was like, fuck that. Well, because it's like I also had. You know there are other things I could have done been doing I, I interviewed at a advertising agency to be mm-hmm. a copywriter and stuff but it was just like I know I want to be a comedian I know I want to and it's it's so like it was different. But, it's totally different but it was that thing where looking back you know I would have been a good manager definitely <laughs> yeah, because totally. I knew what it was to be a waiter I know how I I know how you know I can see through the bullshit of the people who are slacking cuz I used to slack yeah. times yeah, 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 you know yeah. especially near the end
1: can't kid a kidder
0: fuck at the end of when I was waiting tables in Chicago I I literally went to a staff meeting and apologized to everybody for being such a lazy bum cuz I was just like well cuz it was like I was at the end of my rope emotionally wow. at everything where I was just like I don't even know why I live here anymore and well, that was right before I moved to LA well cuz it was just like what what n- not live on this earth, but, like, why am I even in Chicago? No, I got you. I'm I just, don't think you, I didn't think yeah. you were, like, suicidal. No, no, but it, like you, you just turn off, and you go, yeah. what's the fucking point? But it's like, well, the point is you still, everyone has to work hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's no question. But, so, anyway, I think, you know, that's what I was, I'm listening to him. I'm like, dude, you're going to be a great man. And it's like, I'm projecting, I'm thinking it's a restaurant he works at, but no matter what it is, yeah, well, no, it doesn't he's going to be great. Because, yeah. because he's approaching it that way, where he's just like, I'm the youngest. I think it's, you know, going to be tough. And and maybe it's because it's a shitty Like position or whatever, but it's like he sounds personable and he sounds like a thoughtful person. And if, for me, that's like half the battle.
1: Yeah. Well, um, yeah, totally. But I think, I think he's kind of missing the silver lining a little yeah, bit without a where he was like, Oh, or it's like, yo, it's 2019. And you found yourself a secure job Fucking a. and like one that makes you money where you can save up for stuff. Yep. Yo, yep. like, that's big, man. Cause guess what? Like, you know what you can do with that extra money, especially since you don't know what you want to do right now. You can experiment. Yep. Right, like get in that job, get those checks, feed your kids and your wife, mm-hmm. love your family. But then, like, take some of that money and and try this and try that. We get so many like woodworking people calling. I always want to be like, that's try so world work, try yeah. woodworking, try well, and, and and you know like when you're when
0: you're on your lunch break, even if it's a half an hour, noodle around online and look at stuff that people actually do and and that you and think tri- sounds cool. that th- you th- th- think sounds cool and and think about think about your strengths. Think about yeah, what you're man. good at. Think you about What you
1: like when you were a kid? You were into dinosaurs. Yeah. Let's keep rolling on dinosaurs. Yeah.
0: And and him being a manager, you're going to learn to work with people in a leadership position, which is Always useful. Always because it's hard. Because it's it's a lot of times there's there's improvisation. You're gonna have to think on your feet. Always. They're gonna look to you uh, for guidance. They're gonna look to you for answers. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be the person that uh that a so lot of people a lot of people go to. Yeah. So you just you, you just gotta be honest and be yourself and ask for help when you need help. Yeah. That's yes, it.
1: Totally. Even managers could be like, "Ooh, I don't know yet. Yep. Give yep. me give me a day to find a solution." Mm-hmm. People. Have no problem with that as an answer. Right. Nobody, nobody will be, will, will hate you. Right. For being like, oh, I don't know. Let me find out what I can to help you. Yeah, Or like,
0: like, and, oh, should I know? Let's, let's, let's figure that out. Let me go. Let me, yeah. let me help. Yeah. Oh, wow. Let's both try to figure it out. Yeah. I'll, I'll work yeah, on that.
1: Yeah, teamwork. Totally. Yeah. So he, you, you said, Albert, you sound distraught, but I really think that you just need to look at it from a different perspective, I think you landed a bit of a gem that's going to let support your family while you find what you want. to
0: do. Yeah. And, and having money coming in is, is, is it just, it takes so much weight off, yeah. you know, I'm sure a lot totally. of people listening to this right now that just hurt them. I'm sorry. Cause I get <laughs> it. Got
1: you. Yeah. You.
0: Hang in there. Hey Matt.
3: Uh, my name is Tyler. Um, you know, uh, I, I really appreciate your comedy. Um, I lived in Portland for a stretch too. I went to school there, and I can definitely tell Portland coming out in you. Love it. Um, I'm just calling because uh, you know I've been going through a pretty down stretch lately. Uh, you know, um, uh, depression. I know you get it, um, and I use I use comedy to try to get out of it and to kind of deflect, I guess, a little bit. And I'm not entirely sure that the people around me really understand what I'm doing. Um, Everybody tries to draw me out, tries to make me do things that uh, I'm just not really capable of doing sometimes. And I know that they love me and I know that they care about me and they're trying to take care of me. uh, But they all try to make me treat everything really seriously and I know it's serious, and uh, that's part of the reason why I try to deflect things. And so you, as a really wonderful uh, comedian um, who I think also suffers from some of the same things I do, yeah. Um, I just really love to hear what you have to say on the subject. Um, you know, but, uh, people trying to, get you to take things a little bit more seriously. Uh, um, I, sometimes it's just easier to tell a joke, and sometimes it's easier to – it, it's almost like a laxative, I guess, in a way. Like it's, it's easier just to pass these things through with a little bit of a, a laugh or you know, a half joke. I don't know. But uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on the matter. Um, I think uh, a lot of you guys who are really funny um, have something to say on that. You know, people probably made you uh, want to be more serious than you actually are. Huh. So uh, keep up the, the good work. Uh, I love the work. Um, uh, my wife and I both think that uh, your wildcat thing was the, uh, uh, probably one of the single greatest moments in comedy of all time.
0: So ah, thanks.
3: Uh, love to hear you. Um, love to hear if you have any thoughts. Thanks, bud.
0: Bye. Yeah, you know, that, that really hits a chord because I, I do find my, I, I, you know, I, I think we are, are, are all different. Uh, we have a lot of things that, we, that are similar, but we're all completely different organisms. And uh, we, we're going to go about things in our, in our own unique way on a million different levels. And there are those times where I'm kind of like, I, I, I feel like I don't exactly relate to people. And I, I don't want to do the things they want to do. And I, um, it's, it's hard for me to nail down. Sometimes I'm very jealous of people who know exactly what they want to do in any given moment. And sometimes I do, but sometimes I absolutely do not. And I think I what uh, where I really heard you was when you were like, people really want you to do this this thing, and oh, that'll work, and that'll be great for you. And you're like, well, I don't want to do that thing, and you probably don't want to come off really severe, and so you joke about it. And You mean yeah, well, I'm, um, you know, um, yeah, you know, I, I I I'm a loser. I don't um, I don't go to amusement parks like you people, you know, or whatever. You know, you make some joke that where it's just you just don't want to go. And I I think you just have to, as, as they say, practice self care and do the things that you want to do and be honest about the things you don't want to do. It sounds like you are, but it, it, you being on a on a on a on a down stretch is is troubling. But at the same time, it's really really natural and uh, just try tr- try to put. You just have to put effort in in terms of finding something that will make that will give you some meaning and give you some. Uh, some oomph in your life. Uh and sometimes sometimes it's not even it's not even trying hard, sometimes it's just listening to yourself more and listening hard to the things around you that uh are 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 trying to to show you uh where you kind of should be headed. Um this is this is something I've learned from friends in recovery, but uh one of the things uh, the tenets of uh, the 12 step programs is, uh, is, uh, uh, kind of acquiescing to a higher power. Now I'm not going down a spiritual road necessarily, but there, there are people who go to groups that aren't necessarily, um, that are much more secular than AA is. And AA says stuff like, well, you don't have to actually believe in a higher power, but it helps, but you kind of do. But, uh, I guess my point is there's a, some people, God just means good orderly direction. So Basically, try to figure out what your good orderly direction is and try to listen and figure out what kind of what that thing is. And there might not just be one thing, but I think, you know, you and your wife just kind of talk about it and just, just stay in the moment and be like, I've really been fucking depressed right now and I don't want to do any of this bullshit that, you know, Lydia and Steve want to do and their, their fucking mountain climbing trips. I don't want to go. And it's not going to help my depression. It's not going to make me feel better. And, and you, know, you know what I, I really want to do? I want to ride go-karts or i want to um, draw or i want to see more movies during the day uh, or occasionally or or whatever just start small and kind of f- figure out the little things that'll that take some of the weight off you uh, It's that's the male coming through that prehistoric slot you know, it always sound like a monster <laughs> yeah. it sounds like a burrowing monster coming through my the face. wall my face yeah i know i saw I the was face it like oh my god it sounds like a wild animal just stuff 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 yeah um, and uh, so so uh, give yourself credit for for taking some taking some time to be like i'm i've been feeling really fucked up and uh and it's and it's funny i uh, to use your call to jump off to other people calling in like don't rip on yourself for having a, a blank in thought or oh, fuck this is dumb or uh, don't i don't want to hear that shit when people call in i will rip on you you fucking losers calling this asshole for advice. Uh no, but you know what I mean? You know, I mean it's like don't fucking dump on yourself. Advice it's just like from an <laughs> advice, advice from, from a real piece asshole. of shit. Advice from- He's gonna emotionally fist you. Um, <laughs> it's it's it <laughs> my point is just don't just just don't you you called in, so that's awesome. You don't get the right to to fuck with yourself anymore. Because you called in, because that's cool. Um, so, dude, I, I I really hope that 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 helped from my end. Any I, I think I so add?
1: for me actually, I I really feel like this is directly related to you and this guy, and you have this have a similar personality. It's just like the vibe I get. Yeah. All I can say is is as for being Lydia, who's like, please go mountain climbing oh, with fucking me, Fucking Lydia. <laughs> um, if that's not working for you, I as would appreciate as your friend, who's Concerned about you and loves you. If we just you just we classic coffee and just let me know that that doesn't work for you.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Just just let me know. Um, another big thing because I dated somebody who had depression is I realized the thoughts, the questions I want to ask depression are the wrong questions to ask a depressed person. And since we don't Google on this show, but if you Google what are the right questions to ask a depressed person. It actually brings a me Lydia more understanding where you're at. But then, if you give her the list, you know, then she can help because she wants to help. She can in a way that actually does.
0: And it and you can even sneak it in and be like, I'd really wish you would say it more like this. Yeah, and, yeah. And do, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, people yeah. want that. People want to know. Like, obviously, Lydia wants to help you. So it's it's kind of like if if there's no way she can help you just just say that just try to say it in a nice way yeah and let her know and it, it, so much weight will be taken off her shoulders be like oh my god because we always I've, I've said this before but my friends who have battled that sort of thing uh i the biggest the biggest lesson i had to learn and my wife has had to learn that with me sometimes there's it, like you just you i i don't want a fucking solution i just want you to listen to me yeah you know that's all they want is just listen and you don't have to I and mean, that takes so much weight off of me when i'm talking to my friend who's dealing with something where it's like oh i don't have to keep coming you know like cuz they they don't want to keep coming up with ways to get you out of your shell uh and and it, it's better if you just tell them um you know that's that's not helping. I appreciate the effort, but can we just go like do this, or can you leave, just leave me the fuck alone? Don't say that, not that way. Mm-hmm. But you you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I think it's it's there's a little bit of communication on your part that's that's needed here. As much as that's annoying, yeah, uh, I get it. But um, just 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 try to talk more. Uh, about how, look, I've just been feeling this way lately. Yeah. You know,
1: and then, and then you'll you'll you have a chance now for your friendship to get even deeper. Yeah, absolutely. Or, you know, if Lydia is just so nonstop now to set some <laughs> boundaries with Lydia, which is better for you. Yes. So, yes, exactly. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. So, thanks, hope that helps, Tyler. man.
0: Thanks, man. Tell your wife thanks too.
1: Yeah, she sounds like a supportive, wonderful lady. Yeah. Oh, shit.
4: Hey, um, this is Nick. I, uh, I I'm having trouble trying to find somebody with a similar issue to mine to talk to you about. Um, basically, I, I'm like 99. I I think I can accurately say 99% sure um, that like. God isn't real, um, at least in the way that it's been presented to me my whole life is like, the uh, Christian Bible being literally word for word a real thing. Um, I think I'm kind of up for debate whether or not it's, like, a metaphor for stuff we're supposed to learn or no. Um, but I feel like in transitioning from the thought of it being a literal text to something that's a little more metaphorical. Um, I mean, it's, it's difficult for me because I am I have this fear of hell still.
0: Same. Um,
4: oh, yeah. I, I know this is getting heavy, um, but like, I, I don't, I, the problem I'm having is I, I don't know how to shed that fear. Um, mm. And I know logically that this is just something I've been ingrained with because I grew up in a Southern Baptist church. Um, so it's my, my issue is not so much dealing with where I stand on religion or how I feel about Christianity or whatever. It's, I, I don't know how to address the fact that I'm afraid of hell, which is something that I know doesn't exist. And it keeps me from really evolving into these new beliefs that I'm finding myself in. Um, so, uh, yeah. How, how do you shed fear, basically? Um, I mean, I know therapy is an option, uh, but it's not one that my wallet really supports.
3: Yeah.
4: Um, I'm uh, just not really in that place right now. Um, so, yeah. How do you, how do you deal with with a fear that you know is irrational. Thanks guys.
0: Dude, uh, you, uh, hit a huge Gosh. nail on, on, on the head for me because, Nick killed. yeah, well, and, and, and boy, is he talking to me right now? Cause that is something I deal with even at the age of 44, uh, even as mm-hmm. a, a raised progressive Catholic, uh, who does not consider himself a Catholic anymore, somewhat of a Christian, but I, uh, let me just make it as simple as possible for how how I deal with. The idea of hell, though I believe it completely fucking absurd and no loving God would ever condemn. It really, what is a punishment large enough that you burn and feel like you're burning eternally forever? And even when I've tried to reconcile it with, oh, technically though, it is you're living forever without the presence of God in your life uh, and that's what hell is. You're not actually burning. Oh, so you're abandoned like an abandoned child. Who would commit someone to that for eternity? And how does your conscience survive? How do you not go absolutely mad? And what, what, that is its own special hell. And what, what, what aware, loving God would create us and create that horrific of a fucking option? That said, uh, let's go, let's go technical. Um, Jesus Christ uh said that he will love us no matter what we do and uh if, if if we ask for forgiveness we have eternal life we have that at least going for us and let me also say that take that let's let's look at the dogma for what it is there's no hell mentioned in the New Testament none the the angels who rose up against God uh with Lucifer who was God's favorite as we know, uh, and they were thrown down into a pit of eternal fire. That is the only fucking mention of people burning. And those are angels. Those are not people. Those are angels. And even that's fucked up. But still, that's just dogma. So take all that out, and go back to what you where you started. You don't feel like there is a god. There might not be. It might. The only way I've re- reconciled it w- with is is the the miracles I've found in my life, the love that I've felt, the support I've gotten. But there are people that have never had that kind of thing, and. For them to have the idea of a God would be somewhat absurd because they've 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 lived their own hell already. And side note, we all live our own personal hells. We don't need to invent a new one. But I think what it comes down to is what whatever you can reconcile with your own belief system, do not go by someone other human beings' authority by, oh, this is what it is, I know what it is because of this, because they've all fucking got it wrong. And if you really just want to believe in something, I, just, I believe in energy. I believe if there is a God, it's in all of us. And I believe, guess who makes things happen if there is a God? We are that God's tools. I don't necessarily believe that someone reaches down and causes one team to have more touchdowns than the other one. I don't believe that uh, there there is there is some foregone thing that is set in the stars. I believe we make shit happen because we are the most intelligent beings on this earth. And I believe that having us the idea of that there there's no other worlds out there than ours is fucking insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, in, in a sense, God is what you make it. I will say this: I heard the best explanation for pro wrestling I've ever heard recently from a guy who I worked with. Uh, very funny dude. Uh, uh, fuck, what's goddamn his name? Um, I'm blanking on his fucking name right now. But he's a booker in Lafayette, and he's a very funny comedian. And I'm gonna go back and find his name and put it on the podcast. But uh, he uh, was he he growing up, his dad used to work for Southern Wrestling, and so he he all the wrestlers I looked up to as a kid, he worked with, and he was hanging out with all of them, and. He's like, that's how I learned wrestling was fake. And he, he was saying to, I believe it was Tito Santana, the legendary Tito Santana. He was like, so it's all fake. And Tito said, it is what you want it to be, kid. You want it to be fake? It's fake. You want it to be real? It's real. So I feel like you can go ahead and believe in kind of whatever you want because human beings always have. But in terms of absolutism, one person's right, the other person's wrong. We'll never fucking know. Never. So basically go by the most feasible thing. And uh, you mentioned therapy. I love going to therapy. Sometimes I hate it, but I love going to therapy because I get perspective. Because I have someone going, you know you're driving yourself crazy over a dumb thing, right? And hell is a dumb thing. And it still drives me crazy, man. I still think back to bad things I've done in my life and go, whoa, I wonder if that was my ticket. I wonder if uh, that time I, I screwed someone over or I was mean as fuck to that kid and he cried or or uh i was i was violent or um i i was holding for something for somebody and i lost it and you know never paid the person back for it you know i'm going through my sins right now and going oh or 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 the or the or the myriad of times i was shitty to women like is that has that bought me a ticket to hell it it is always on my mind even though because because it is that dogma because dating back to when I first learned about hell. I think it's like when a baby sees a spider in its crib and for the rest of your life, you're fucked up about spiders because you're a kid and you're like, the fuck is that shit? It's going to eat me. So I think hell is a horrible idea, and it's, but in the end of the day, it's nothing but a spider in the crib. So I hope that helps.
2: Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I wish I
1: had like some Keanu Reeves like highlight right yeah, now right. to give you. But I don't
0: because I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, but you, you'd seem like you yes. that hit that hit you too. Oh that. no,
1: it totally. Well, cause so here, Cause so here, we all so, know Jewish
0: guilt isn't a thing. Oh, Wait, yeah. hold on. No, never.
1: <laughs> but we don't really have hell. We kind of have like yeah. this puddle that gets like murky. Sure. And then you like get drunk <laughs> once a year and you kind of clean your puddle. You mm-hmm. know. <laughs> I know that I'm going to get hated on so much for that analogy, but I used it I used it once and was like, "You know, that's that's great." Well, um
0: John Stewart had the best joke about um what is it? The Day of Atonement? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, what is it called? Uh
1: uh Why do I want to say Rosh Hashanah?
0: I want to say is it Ramadan? Is that, <laughs> that's, that's That's Muslim. That <laughs> that's Muslim. It's not Ramadan obviously. Uh, yeah, yeah, I I can't, But it's I can't they're they're right now, yeah. uh but but it's like he he was like he was like Lent That's three months. He's like, we have one day of fasting. Three months. He's like, even in sin you pay retail. Yeah. Which is a great joke joke about like how. I (laughs) love that. Um, I love that.
1: So, so here's funny thing. Uh, My parents uh, converted to, my parents, they found Jesus. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like right before I was 13, like before it was time for me Did to have my I bat I feel nitzvah. like you
0: mentioned this and we made a joke about Jews for Jesus. Oh
1: yeah, totally. Like way, yeah, way back. Probably. And so, uh, uh, my mom is like deathly afraid of hell yeah uh, and so it's pretty common. You, like I've noticed with so many people when the concept of hell is tr- introduced to them as a kid as possibly being real not a single adult I know no matter how much nihilism atheism agnosticism whatever you get into all of them still have that so when you talk about this concept of like the spider in the crib I'm like yes yeah because that's all that's like all it was and i'm like that's the keanu reeves moment of wisdom right because like not a single person can get rid of it no no matter no matter how intelligent where they went through from there so like all i feel like i can do for nick at this point is like support the fact that he's exploring new ideologies that fit him and that whatever you did to talk yourself into these new ideologies, use that to then talk to yourself when you're afraid of hell. But like, just maybe accept the fact that it's like this Pavlov, whatever programmed in your head from your yeah. parents and you're a kid Yeah, that just you just you, you just can't you just can't get yeah. rid of that yeah, fear it's, and, it's, and just move on with exploring ideologies as you need to just just go ahead and move on and play yeah. in it and and find yourself and
0: there'll be times there'll be days where it's bad and days where it's good where yeah, days where you're just, like where it's just, not on your mind
1: that's just being a person uh-huh. you know? like it's just it just but i noticed that for people who were not born in some part of their youth with with parents telling you hell is real right. don't have this issue
0: no yeah and and it's like Patton Oswalt's famous bit, uh, Sky Cake. Uh, just Google Sky Cake and listen to that joke. Um, and and it's it it basically talks about that's the the reason why we re, we invented. Re, he, he talks about how he loves religion, even though he's an atheist, because religion has is a is a way they tricked bigger people into not killing little people like him where it's just like if you don't kill him you go up to heaven and you get sky cake
1: and you get sky cake yeah. i got so you. it's like that's i, I mean
0: you. that's why we invented religion to be better people to each other uh so yeah. you know there's there's so much wisdom there but you know there's yeah. going to be some missteps you yeah, know it's, cause it's it's like because we're humans, and I, humans i i i, I, I just all humans. the time say we should throw out um uh uh what is the one is it the section that's just like the all the is it ecclesiastes thou shalt not lay down with a man of course it is an abomination uh it's a sexual Ecclesiastes of the Bible. Ecclesiastes what the fuck am I thinking of anyway it's um it's it's because it, that also that one also says you know it's like yeah you can't sleep with a man if you' are a man but you also can't eat shrimp you can't cut your beard yeah uh, you can't so, so you there
1: know. is this philosopher there's this Jewish philosopher who for like three months lived by all the old oh roots. yeah I read about this. Right. Mm-hmm. And so he would do things like, oh, when he found out like somebody had an affair, he was like, oh, well, I have some rocks in my pocket. Can I throw stones at <laughs> Jesus you? Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? Like, sure. you're Like just to show. I do that one. That so one these, I do. I mean. These I, do, are, I still stone people. I told. Oh, gosh, right. Yes. I mean, <laughs> I like.
0: <laughs> Small rocks. You know, because that's
1: that's when I choose to not believe Jesus. Where who whoever is without sin throw the first stone. I'm just gonna forget that part. Yeah, (laughs) forget it. Whoever is without sin throw the first toilet paper roll. Yeah. Um, but like these are all just arguments as to to help you justify the reason for not believing in hell. But just fundamentally, I think the inevitable fizz is resort to whatever methods you need, but it'll never go away. And just some days you can, some days you can't, but like, man, you real educated me on, I can't believe how many people have this fear. I mean, I mean a lot of people have this fear. Like this is like what he's experiencing. I want to say, 99% 99% of people who have been introduced to hell believe have this same fear. Well,
0: because it's the scariest thing imaginable. It is. And that's that's why we stick what on it. What a tactic. You stick on it. And right. it's like, it that's, that's it's why, there's stick. a reason why you have, you know, evangelicals and stuff and people that just stick on the point of hell and they're like, well, no, I want to talk about something else. It's like, how the fuck can we? When you believe that someone who does not go by your specific set of beliefs will burn eternally, I mean that's so scary. I don't that know what more, else we can talk yeah, about right no, now because everything else because that's, that's idea is absolutely insane, man. So, so yeah. yeah,
1: good job, Nick.
0: Thanks for calling, man.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, and
0: ta da! Ta da! All right, thanks, guys um any anything to add
1: uh no i mean everybody everybody has been super great what a great episode man we this like is, you guys so much this is mind-blowing calls have been so good three mm-hmm. two three seven six three zero two two eight so and then patreon we were behind on videos because i was learning about shifting shifting lifting in videos which is where when i compress it as an mp3 it alters the sound and so i can't sync it to video oh wow okay learned about that now and so i've redone everything oh nice as wave files and so now they sync so then there's going to be a ton of stuff updating on Patreon <laughs> now that we figured out what had happened. Cool, I had no cool. I no idea. Drifting? Drifting? Maybe it's called Drifting. I don't yeah. know. I, w- there is there is super awesome people out there who have been helping me. <laughs> oh,
0: good. oh, good. Who
1: reach out to me on the, the DMs. I read them. I respond to them. Man, I mean, the Dipmo Squad are
0: awesome. Awesome. So. Thanks, guys. All right. Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a Dipshit, Advice from a Dipshit, it's Advice from a Dipshit with Matt frogger